0: Hello everyone, we're back. Uh, this is Dos Pistolettos podcast. I'm Ramon Chavron. And
1: this is Boots. We're here to talk about some sports stuff, starting with Super Bowl.
0: Got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. That's I'm excited about that. None of my teams that I like are in, so I'm disappointed about that. Uh, I, as you all know, I like the Cardinals and I like the Broncos. And there's teams from both of those divisions playing in the Super Bowl we got the Chiefs and the 49ers so you gotta understand I'm coming into this one with a little bit of hate for both guys but as I've said before I tend toward the uh, AFC teams a lot of times in the Super Bowl so I'm crossing my fingers hoping the Chiefs can pull this one off I see like a lot of the stats and they're saying that they're favored I don't necessarily subscribe to that just History tells me that, you know, it's you got, well, you know, you got to run the ball and you got to have a good defense. And unfortunately for the Chiefs, they just don't have those uh, two key aspects of the game. They're, they still have a combination of some other things that they can instill into this game to make that happen. You know, obviously Patrick Mahomes can do a lot of running and, and you know, they've got game plans where uh, Andy Reid obviously can stop the run. He did it against the Titans. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have the ability to win this game uh, historically speaking and looking at the at the numbers it just looks like San Francisco is probably going to win this game I don't know How do you, who do you want to to win I, as far uh, as who you think is going to win this is a separate issue for now I'm just curious who are you hoping wins the game
1: I hope it ends in a draw I, honestly <laughs> first we'll ever end in a draw but I think I would have to go Kansas City just because Andy Reid just, just to show Philly, screw you Philly, he's still a good coach, kind of shove it back in their face, you know, I mean, he he got screwed over, I think, by Philly, he kind of got the wrong of the deal, and Philly's known for that, with the Nick Foles thing, but uh, that's a different podcast, <laughs> so so I, I'm hoping that, I, I'm not a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but I'm not a 49ers fan either, I, I mean, being a Cowboys fan, I, I what's going on sorry about that, sorry about that.
0: Yeah,
1: you're to touch with your business. I don't. Something just popped up on the laptop for some weird reason. It was the Conor McGregor fight. That would have been a great <laughs> if we would have segued into that. Yeah, <laughs> which we're going to later on. Just bad timing, apparently. <laughs> but uh, being a Cowboys fan, I'm not a big 49ers fan. You know, we, we had right. a lot of competition in the 90s, so. I, I'd rather have the Chiefs. I used to like the Chiefs back in the day, even before Mahomes was there, was Like when they had uh, Alex Smith. I liked him oh, yeah. there. You know, So, I hope they win. I think they can win. I think they can beat the 49ers. The 49ers kind of has that out-of-left-field defense, though, that just, you're all of a sudden like, where did these guys come from? Like, all of a sudden, they're just, they're good, you know? Uh, but, I mean, with a... They set up a good run game and with Mahomes being a running quarterback as well. I think they can, they can, they could pull it off. And they move. can, yeah, they can etch it out. I mean, if you look at the preseason game where it was what 20, twenty twenty seven seventeen, they were actually winning throughout the whole game, and Mahomes was he was out by halftime. I think you know most how the they pull up quarterbacks by halftime. Yeah, and it was just at the end they lapsed and gave up fourteen points.
0: Well, we were able to see a little bit of a preview in that game because it was. The last preseason game, I believe, before yeah. regular season. So the starters put a little bit more time into that game. So you got to see a little bit of a preview of, of what could possibly happen in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, uh, I I really try to stray away from even looking at regular season games as, uh, you know, some sort of uh, premonition as to who's going to win the Super Bowl just because... Historically speaking, it doesn't really look like that is uh, is the trend. I've, I've seen a lot of times where teams lose to a certain team in the regular season and then they go on and beat them in the Super Bowl. I think a lot of that, re- it, and I hate to say this because I know that these are professional coaches and game planners out there, but uh, I, I almost can't help but uh, think that a lot of that has to do with um,
1: so complacency the, the, the team
0: that that won goes in and says well we're just going to use the same
1: formula a little bit of complacency on that like yeah. we'll just keep doing what we're doing it works why change it kind of thing right.
0: and then the team that lost obviously going we're going to have to make some adjustments
1: yeah they, they saw what they could like, we already saw what they could do now let's adjust to that versus a team or coach coming out like hey they know what we can do on this side let's switch it up catch them off guard because you gotta you know right. you gotta strategize in these games they're gonna if they come in with the same game, we start seeing them do the same thing. You know, they're gonna base most of their plays off a run game. Let's go back to what we were doing. We stop that run game and we'll go to the air. You know.
0: Yeah, and game planning is everything. I mean, we've seen oh. it with uh, with the the Titans, and you know, Derrick Henry was just an unstoppable force. You know, coming into the playoffs and throughout the season, of course, and yeah. and, uh, and Andy Reid and his team. I mean, they came up with a perfect. I was and surprised they were able to stop him, he, him because he, was he ran for like 70 yards or something, which was unheard of for him in this, this season. But, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of, in, in, in kind of prepar- preparation for this uh, podcast, I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, YouTube videos and things where, where a lot of guys are talking about their Super Bowl predictions. Mm. And you get a lot of guys on there talking about how, oh, it's, it's the best offense versus the best defense. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Ravens had the best offense, and I think the Patriots had the best defense. So, yeah. and he goes, yeah, best offense in the league versus best defense in the league. Well, but it's that's not left in the of the league, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, yeah the, of the two teams they're playing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because even in the playoffs, I think statistically speaking, I don't think that the Chiefs were the best offense. No. even in the playoffs, and, and uh, that's why they weren't number one, right? I think the 49ers may have had the number two defense in the league this year behind the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I and have, I think
0: that was mostly because of their uh, run defense. I don't think their passing defense is as good. So if there's a chance for the for the uh, Niners to or for the uh, Chiefs to pull this off, it may come behind the arm of Patrick Mahomes. But that being said, mm-hmm. he's going to have to run the football. We've seen it he's time and time, to time switch again. Switch it up, yeah. The championship
1: games. It's kind it's of crazy how the AFC championships and NFC championships were. They were the exact opposite with. Kansas City able to stop that explosive run of, of Henry versus San Francisco's unknown running back exploding and destroying Green Bay.
0: Well, they have like four running backs. Yeah. That are... And, well, and that's the thing is they have such a diversity in the backfield that they are the ultimate rushing team in the NFL, it down, just because up. of that yeah, that combination of guys and the schemat you know their scheming as far as running plays goes is just you know oh, yeah
1: and you and you run that with with fresh legs every you know yeah well, let's try you know it didn't work with this guy let's try it with this guy that's something I wish the Cowboys would do you know we have Elliott who's great but they I'm glad we brought in that rookie I forgot his name forgive me uh, but he he is starting to open up he's got great yards too you know as a rookie. So, well, this has been a
0: common theme throughout the league in, in the last couple of decades, where they put all of all, everything on the shoulders of their running back because he's so great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the time they get to the postseason, he's wore out. You yeah, know he's, I mean? he's, he's,
1: he's tired and, and, and worn. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and, and 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 we've seen a lot of those teams crumble when they get into that position. And then there was a really revolutionary idea. That came, you know, a couple decades ago, where they started using like a two-back system, and you know they were trying to keep both backs fresh. Moving, and they still do that. A lot of teams still do that, but the Titans didn't go with that that uh, particular that formula, school, yeah. and they rode Derrick Henry as far as he could possibly take them. And you know, and it unfortunately, you- when you when you're a one-trick pony, and I can't, but, you know. I'm, you're going to have to... I'm going to get a lot of guff for saying that the Titans are a one-trick pony because they're absolutely not, but, you know, right. but if you're riding the shoulders of that guy...
1: You, 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 you turned yourself into a one-trick Is basically what they did. Right, right, And that kind of... And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, like, if you look at teams of your, like, even like, the Cowboys, again, we rode Emmitt Smith to three Super Bowls, you know, and... But uh, granted, we also had... Moves. Great defense. Yeah, we, but we also had somebody... Uh, uh, Daryl Johnson fullback to come plow the way for him you know and we were running the the fullback running back set that kind of helped him he, he it it took off some of the hits he would take brutally right he was it was almost like he had a, a shield which was you know johnson taking the, the hardest hits coming in and then yeah. he would get the lesser of attack right. tackle, but it wasn't those linebackers rushing in boom hitting guys I mean, some of those kinda just crush people, you know? Yeah. And that's how you you know, those running backs get worn and tired. But that two quarterbacks, uh two running back set, I think that works. And I think San Francisco with that. San Francisco's
0: coach, got like a three four, or four. Yeah.
1: And they they have the ability Dude, to put oh, no. fresh legs in and so yeah. and then I mean, I what gets me is I I'm still weary about Garoppolo. I don't know if he's some people are like, Oh, he's proved it. And you're like, Well, he was also injured last season, so yeah. people really didn't... It's almost like that new quarterback that comes in that's a running quarterback that does amazing. Yeah. And then the next season, Everybody people,
0: starts to get just to, to the way his style of play. And he
1: doesn't... I mean, look at... Kaepernick was like that. I mean... uh, What's his name? RG3. RG3. And then, well, the one who actually broke that cycle... Uh, what's the Ravens quarterback's name? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Yeah. He was um, he almost became a statistic in that in that you know but he he worked on his arm he and he diversified he diversified himself just to, to not you know end up a victim in that which yeah. I didn't think I thought he was gonna go the way of RG three but he became what RG three was supposed to be which I I'm, I'm glad you know because it's cool seeing a guy who could run like that and do it it was cool watching Vic back in the day do that you know. Yeah. And then it was it would you would get it for a season with somebody or half season because they came in for somebody injured, and then it was gone because they were adjusted and they weren't able to run. And yeah. So it's it's kind of nice seeing that somebody who adjusted and can still do that. And Mahomes, I think he's like you said earlier, he's the better thrower of the running quarterbacks. That being said, I don't think he's a very good runner as a running quarterback. So he doesn't do it as often as
0: Jackson does, mm-hmm. uh, which that can be a good thing and then that can also be a bad thing. But like I, I think that the winning formula for the Chiefs in this particular Super Bowl, I think he's gonna have to. I think that he's gonna have to. I think that the Chiefs are gonna have to get a lot of first downs. They're almost gonna have to use a technique that teams have been trying to use them against them lately in totally keeping more. the San Francisco offense off the field yeah. because everybody's been talking about how great the Chiefs' offense is and they are phenomenal, but nobody's really talking about how good the San Francisco 49ers' offense is whereas they can stay on the field.
1: Yeah, they grind if, it if
0: their If their formula is going to be to come in and stay on the field and keep Mahomes off the field, maybe your formula needs to be a little bit... Contradictory to that in in trying to keep them off the field. Yeah, you know, maybe so instead get of get their defense out there for a lot of minutes Patrick Mahomes get some first downs, you know, maybe not Break those huge plays down the field. I've told you a million times I'm that I think that Peyton Manning's biggest downfall was Scoring too fast yeah. throughout his career and and you know He never looked like he had a great defense that many times because his defense was on the field for a long time. And, and they were tired by the third
1: quarter. They're, they're, yeah. they're beaten and worn and, and tired. And yeah. they're, they're the next thing you know, the other team starts breaking big plays. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Maybe instead of like, hey, let's go for this bomb, see if it'll go, let's that's, that's fake it. Let's that's, that's put somebody up there to run the route for the bomb. But then let's cut it short and run right. a little slant, maybe get a 10, 15 yarder. That's a first down. Then we'll run some run some plays. Let's that's, that's use it the, the threat of him to keep them guessing but grind it out. Yeah. You know, that's that's I think that's the way they can do it. Use it the threat of freaking big plays, but grind it out and keep them off the field. Yeah. That's I mean, that's I mean, any team that keeps the ball, a majority of the time ends up winning. Like there was times when uh my team, the Cowboys, where they were supposed to lose against the Saints. But then you look they ended up beating them that was it Uh, last year and it was like oh my god they they shouldn't have beat the Saints the Saints were on a roll you know they were supposed to they were supposed to go to the Super Bowl they got screwed over but they had kept the ball like what was it 21 minutes out of the game like that's how you win a game you you, they didn't score I think the the score was like 13 to 10 but they had the ball the whole time they were running 90 yard 70 yard plays that would you know okay we can't get in the end zone but we're on the ten.
0: Well, you seen it back in the day, yeah, like with the with the Steelers, uh, the Smash Mouth uh, games, where they would score like thirteen points and still win a game, but no. but it, they would just constantly pressing down the field, down the field, down the field. Then they would punt, and they'd get the other team into deep territory. They bring on their fresh defense, who would get the ball back, you know, and then and, and then, then pretty soon they'd start grinding it out real slow down the field again, and you know they they play against these really high-powered offenses and just keep them off the field during the entire game and that's, that's time the, of position is you
1: know is a huge thing. Um that's how you defeat the high power is keeps them off the field, system. yeah.
0: Which and, and and that's the thing is I'm coming into this this uh, Super Bowl thinking a little bit differently than a lot of people are. everybody's saying, Oh, the Niners need to keep the Chiefs off the field which they do, but I think that the Chiefs need to, to get them back with a little bit of uh, I think that the Chiefs need to come back and, and hit the Niners with that same sort of strategy strategy because I think that, you know, the the Niners do have more of an offense than people I think are giving them credit for. In fact, when you, when you talk about who has the better offense between the two, I think stat-wise the Niners were like, had the number two offense in the league and the Chiefs I think had like the number six offense. Yeah, they weren't
1: they weren't as high power as they were the year before. I yeah,
0: where, where Patrick Mahomes threw for no. over five thousand yards. And speaking of five thousand yard passers, if you look at the top 10 5000 yard passers, you've got breezes is in there like four times. Yeah, he's he was in start. there five times before Mahomes knocked him out of it, uh, knocked one of his years out of the top ten list. So breezes is in there like four times. You got Peyton Manning. You got Tom Brady. Got uh, Jameis Winston, I think, is even in there. Was that his um, rookie or second year? When it then he kind of fell off? I don't remember Wilson. when he did that I think it was more recent. But Patrick Mahomes is now in there at like number eight, and then you have you know, uh, uh maybe Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford or someone. I don't remember exactly how I, I know Peyton Madden, Tom Brady, but so the river
1: wasn't in there, was he?
0: I don't think so. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger Ben was in
1: Roethlisberger.
0: But if you look at that. And look at the years that they passed for those 5,000 yards. Take those top 10. recent. Guys, (laughs) yeah, they're all... Oh, Dan Marino is in the 5,000 club from 1984. He's the only guy...
1: From the old Before the
0: 2000s that ever passed for 5,000 yards. The rest of those guys are all 2010 plus. Maybe one guy in like the 2,000 odds.
1: Because it seems easier to pass than to run.
0: But if you take those 10 guys and you look at the years that they did that, not a single one of them won a Super Bowl during the year that they passed for 5,000 yards. That's crazy. Because what ultimately ended up happening to all of those 5,000 yard passers when they got to the Super Bowl Stop. or some of them didn't even get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, more, they right. got to the Super Bowl and they were facing one of the best defenses in the league
1: and they shut them down. They knew like, hey, we yeah. we got to shut the quarterback down. We will rush him. We'll, and if you have good enough uh, secondary and safeties to, you know, he's doing the, the quick three-step drop pass. If you got somebody enough to to hold them enough to where he, there's nobody open, you got your, you know, you put, right. don't put 10 men in the box, you know, have some linebackers set back, you put 8 men in the box, but yeah. you got great rushers, you don't need to put 10 men, you can put 4, yeah. 3 men that are still pushing through and getting to them. That's what a great defense is, you, you're utilizing your men, because some people are like, oh yeah, they've got a good defense, because they put 10 men in a box, and guys like Peyton Manning, and, uh... Even Mahomes, the guys that run slant routes that do those quick passes, so Breeze, Breeze as well as one of them, they'll 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 carve that defense up because you come coming at them with so hard, so many people. If you got a line that's decent to give, just give him three seconds. He's throwing to that that little slant route, that little guy coming across, and he's just pushing down. And Manning used to do that all the time, and I used to hate that because uh, they would yeah. he would run the pick plays. They basically it would be you know the the. the well, I mean.
0: the... His ability to, like, audible to those plays, I
1: thought was what made him who he was. was, It
0: wasn't no arm. It wasn't no feet. He didn't have the arm.
1: uh, As much as people want to say, he didn't have the arm. He didn't even have
0: it coming into the league. Let's be honest. He had the
1: brain, though. He knew how to carve it up. And he utilizes his slot receivers so great. I mean, he had them to where they would be running across. And there's a couple times where he got flagged for, hey, you ran a pick play. And it was actually just a, a normal play, but the way it was audible... They pick each other off. Well, now
0: everybody's running those, those pick, yeah. I mean, that was before Peyton, anyway, too.
1: That was Bill Walsh, you know, yeah. Those, but he, I it seemed that he utilized them. I know in the Super Bowl run with Denver, that was something I noticed he used a lot. So, well,
0: it was his ability to diagnose it. And this is the reason they get a lot of guff about, uh. Not being one of the best offenses in the history of the league because a lot of it was extreme plays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But one one area where I do give Peyton Manning a lot of credit was that a lot of times those were not called plays. He was walking up to the line, he saw something in the defense, and he said, "Here's a good opportunity for this play to work." You know what I mean? So uh, I think that's that's one of the biggest things about Peyton Manning was was his, like you said, like his,
1: his mind. He was the way he would just see those defenses and just another guy who was pretty was getting really good at that, but he couldn't stay healthy. Was Tony Romo, and I wasn't a formal fan, but he, I think, yeah, totally underrated. He was underrated, yeah. And and it's 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 annoying. He had that. He also had that that chip on his shoulder, not being able to win the big games, you know. Yeah. But you know, I don't I don't think I don't see Mahomes and Garoppolo up to those levels of being able to read every single defense. I mean, they they, they, they have done it and they can do to, at points. But, I mean, every single play, there's going to be times where you're going to be able to break through. You're going to be able to break through. Yeah. And I see this. I think it's going to come down. It's going to be a defensive game.
0: It's going to be a key that they come in with a good game plan and a good backup game plan. Because, like you said, those two quarterbacks, Aren't at the level where they have the ability to make these types of adjustments.
1: So on the fly. Like yeah just, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: I think Andy Reid's gonna have to come in with a Brilliant strategy. It's gonna take a brilliant strategy to stop San Francisco from running the ball It's easier to game plan against Derrick Henry than it is to game cl- plan against
1: fools. Yeah, three to four against
0: right. the 49ers run game because it's so diverse you know, and then on the uh uh 49ers side of it oh also i think patrick mahomes is gonna have to run the ball I, th- I don't think he's gonna be able to sit back in the pocket and win this win this football game it's just not i, I don't think that they're they're set up for that particular thing but. and then on the 49 ers side of the ball i think that they are absolutely jimmy garoppolo is gonna have to make some plays
1: yeah he's gonna break big yeah. yards
0: i don't think you're gonna go in there and win with the same formula that you're, that you're beating all these other teams with. And we saw that against Baltimore, where San Francisco w- couldn't quite finish it off in the end because they were running with the same strategy and didn't quite. I don't think that they game sure. planned specifically for Baltimore you know I mean? They
1: They kind of just went in with, okay, this is this is our game A plan. general, yeah. You know, general game plan yeah. against, this is what we do against, you know, teams that we don't really understand, or not understand, but like, we didn't really get a chance to study him very well. This is just our plan for us. This yeah. is what we want us to do. You know, we want us to run good, pass good, but then when you, get, when you go up against a defense that's gonna yeah. stop that, that, that actually plans for this So how we're gonna stop their run game. I think
0: traditionally speaking, that, that team that goes in there and just tries to say, we're gonna do what we always do. They tend to lose more championship games than, than yeah. the team that goes. Let's let's uh, let's focus on these key aspects. You've seen the Giants do it against the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl yeah. when nobody thought they had a chance. Speaking of one of those five thousand yard passers, that was Tom Brady, that threw for five thousand yards. They went sixteen and zero, yeah, and then
1: lost in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Which, that
0: that kind of stuff does happen, you know.
1: And that was one of those like, oh, they they went undefeated. You know, like oh, they went the season undefeated, but they didn't win the big one because there was always it's the only team to have done it is still the what 83 Dolphins 82 Dolphins oh yeah they actually but everybody's like oh well there was only 11 games or 12 games I think it was 12 games yeah. 12 games which is only 4 games short but they still went through the playoffs they still won the big game you still gotta win the Super Bowl yeah cause you know I mean going undefeated yeah that's great that's, that's, that's an awesome feat but what's the point of it when you ain't got the ring at the end you know yeah. and you know um, that's what happened with Patriots they, I, mean, I, I remember I missed those games because I was, well, I didn't want to watch them anyways. But I was working, and people were like, "Oh man, you hear about the game?" I'm like, I hate both those teams. No, nope, they're not. They're. I'm not fans of them. I don't care. <laughs> so, have you uh, given any thoughts to what you think the final score is
0: going to be? I just, I'm just curious what you think. You, you, you were saying you think it's going to be a, sort of a defense. I think game. it's
1: going to be like a 24-17 some type game. Oh wow! Because if you look at their last two games, even the preseason game, it wasn't very high scoring yeah. until the fourth quarter, which at that point it's, it's usually second and third stringers, yeah. you know, and that was when they had, a, I think, San Francisco broke through with a 14-point quarter. But prior to that, it was only 17-13. Right. And they ended up winning 27-17, to, so 27 to 17, I think that's what it was. So yeah. I, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, a, like I said, a 24-17 type game. Yeah. You know, it's... But, you know, I could be wrong. It could be one of those... I'm thinking it's going to be an intru- a,
0: a, a, a close stuff, game, but at know. least. Um, uh I, I can kind of see San Francisco coming in with a really good strategy there I mean Mike Shanahan is obviously helping his boy do oh, a yeah. lot of this stuff you know what I mean and look <laughs> at these playbooks yeah okay. and Mike Shanahan it, uh, is a good you know he's a good uh, game planner that's one of his strongest uh, oh, yeah. uh, things as far as coaching is that he, he's a good game planner so uh, I think that they're going to come in with a really good game plan. That's going to do really good for them in the first half. I can kind of see this game going the the way the last uh, couple of uh, Chiefs games have gone, where the other team jumps out to an early lead, and then the Chiefs end up coming back. But the only Texas problem game, is, is I don't know if the Chiefs have what it takes to come back from. If if the 49ers, yes, if the 49ers jump out to a 14-point lead. I don't see the Chiefs coming back from that. If they jump out to a 10-point lead, minor, the Chiefs yeah. may, might make it a close one in the end. So I can see this game being a little bit higher scoring than yours. I don't see it being like, you know.
1: The shootout. Like,
0: yeah, like, but uh, but I, I could see it being like a
1: 30-27 maybe. Like I'm the Texans game. For
0: and I'm predicting the Niners, but I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for the Chiefs. And I know that sounds like I'm hedging my bet or or sitting on both sides of the fence. I, just, <laughs> I try to be realistic, especially when it's two teams that I don't, I, I, I hate them equally, so you know yeah, what I mean? no, I'm not invested in either one of them really emotionally. I just try to be a little bit logical about it, and I just yeah. don't see... I see the, the, the Niners having a winning formula more so, historically speaking, than I do this.
1: I think for 49ers, I think it's because their, their defense is surprisingly good. Okay. I think that was one of the things that was always nitpicked about the Chiefs, was their defense. Was their defense. And I think one of it was because of them being so explosive on offense, their defense was tired all the time. They were I, they were worn good, out. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, it's it's interesting to see if they're able to keep their offense on the field longer and get their defense rest, if they're able to step up and start maybe causing turnovers or, sure. or able to stop that run game. But if they're doing explosive plays and try to make it a shootout, then I think San Francisco is going to win that sheerly on because... Chiefs defense is going to give out sooner than the Fortnite defense will because yeah, they're just going to be wore out you know? yeah they're going to be wore out and that's kind of like but I, I mean it's hard to say that I mean I, I think that's what's going to happen, but they always kind of break that because if you look at well I guess it kind of proves my point with the Texans because they they were coming off the field so fast because Texans were scoring so quick 24-0 the defense had time to rest because they were getting off the field fast Even though the the offense was getting off the field fast and they were having to come in and get scored on it, they were actually getting rushed because they were tired, but they couldn't stop the Texans. They were, boom, score. Well, the
0: Texans were ranked like number 20-something in the league in in overall defense. You know what I mean? So the the Chiefs were able to score every single time they got the ball. Uh, can they do that against the 49ers defense? Can they score every single well, time? Well, they, they started off
1: 24-0 nothing, you know, they were down. And it, I think because no, the that's defense i you
0: saying though, but, but the Texans have like a 20 something range. Yeah, they were able defense they, they were able to come back out are like of that. number two in overall. Yeah, they're
1: defense. not going to be able to get the Niners. But I think my my point was like they they were coming on the field so 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 many times early because the the Chiefs offense wasn't doing anything, so they were yeah. They were tired from the get-go and the, but at the same time the texans were scoring quick so it was like okay we're off the field they were getting more rest off the field by letting them score fast yeah. and putting their offense on but then once mahomes started running plays and would get first downs it was like what two first downs and then yeah. touchdown three first downs and touchdown but it actually gave their defense rest Then their defense was better than the Texans defense obviously right. but it got them rest so then they could they put a stop to them i think after First twenty-four points, they only got what fourteen after that the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the game? Twenty-four in the first quarter, and then they only got I don't think maybe I, seven I think
0: they only got three points. Wasn't what? the final score like twenty twenty seven? Oh. I think
1: it was thirty one. I think they, they I think they got one touchdown after that. I can't remember. But anyway,
0: that's much... that's where we stand on the Super Bowl. I don't really know how to segue into the
1: whole Conor McGregor thing. Yeah, well, we Paul. had a little... I was looking it up on a webpage and then some little gif popped up and it was, oh, McGregor's got him against the ropes. It's over.
0: I was kind of hoping that that would happen right now. That they we would just go just off and go like, right into it. Forget about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about this. And this, is a,
1: this is a laptop from 1994 or something. Uh. It's, that's a Dell... It's still, you know. weighs sixteen pounds. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like
0: three inches thick. Oh, it, it, yeah, about half a foot. <laughs> so it,
1: it, its power pack lasted what was that? Maybe thirty minutes. It's mm. already dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of a uh, the beef going on between Steve May jo- Smith and, and Joe Rogan. And Joe
0: Rogan. I you been, know it sucks. I I kind of like Joe Rogan. I, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I. I and I, I, and I like and his open mindedness. Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of uh, uh, animosity towards Steven That's like how when I have He tries a lot to of throw closet. his, yeah, his way two around. cents into, into things that, you know, he gets into these discussions with Max Kellerman that make you go, dude, Max Kellerman knows this is boxing that you're talking about. Yeah. Max Kellerman knows what he's talking about. And Stephen A. Smith always reverts back to the same thing. Well, I've been doing this for so many years. Yeah, I've been doing it for
1: 20 years, so I know what I'm talking about. you're like like the jack-of-all-trades master of none. You did so many, you you think that what you... And this is one thing I didn't like about him. This is what I used to hate about Joe Rogan, too. It it was almost like they were definite. Like, they would believe, oh, no, that's how it is. And once I started watching Joe's podcast, and he he has amazing podcast, by the way. If you get a chance to watch him... Watch the Joe Rogan Experience. Got great podcasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um, Crazy. and he's he. When I started watching him, I was like, man, my my attitude towards him changed a lot because he was always like, "How can you be sure? You can't make say that's a definite yeah. thing." Like, I remember he, he he changed his mind on like the lunar landing. Like he was that. "No, it's fake, it's fake." But then there's evidence against it. That evidence is real. Oh, so yeah. now he's like, it could be fake. It could be real. And that's and that's how I feel like with uncertainties. I can't like. The Kennedy assassination—you can't for sure say that it was just Oswald because the facts, the the, the clues and everything—they have the bullets, all the like—it's it, it doesn't make sense. it's yeah. It's it's, it's some, there's some funny things going on there, so you can't say it was just him automatically because there's definitely some things that make. But at the same time, you you can't say we that we
0: all grow and we all become. Exactly. Smarter, and you know, over time we start to realize we adjust you know, our views yeah. and
1: everything, you know, and that's that's part but of maturing
0: this whole beef that they got going on. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I hold a lot of animosity towards Stephen A. Smith in a lot of areas. The one thing that I do agree with him on in this particular situation, though, is when he s- makes a statement that we didn't really learn anything from Connor McGregor. I, I, I think, and I, I don't, I'm not going to try to predict what he was trying to say with that but i can tell you what i think as far as that goes this is the first time i've ever seen conor McGregor fight at 170 pounds he looked bulky he looked good he looked like he could move around well but we don't know after a 40 second fight if he's got the same hand speed that he did before. Gets a he true, a true 170 yeah. pound because also, one Yeah, if he stays in the 170 p- uh, pound weight class, he's going to be fighting harder punchers. Is he a hard enough? Everybody agrees Conor McGregor's a, yeah. a hard puncher. All I'm trying to say is that I agree with Stephen A. Smith in, in the sense that it's true. We didn't learn anything from Conor McGregor. The I fight think... was over too quick. Yeah. So and 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 uh, Joe Rogan makes the the statement that. Well, what do you mean we didn't learn anything from Conor McGregor? He annihilated this guy. Okay. I think when Stephen A. Smith is saying that Cowboy gave up, I don't think he's saying that he wasn't hurt. I...
1: He, he got hurt and then stopped. Yeah. He, he wasn't his. I think he, because Cowboy is a warrior. We're not saying that away. Man, that Ferguson fight was brutal, mm, bloody. Brutal. And they were warriors. And that's that's something that didn't happen in this fight and so it's it's uncharacteristic that to us to me that didn't look like the cowboy that i'm used to seeing like like he took that and i mean everybody's like oh those a shoulder checks which shoulder checks they do knock out the game but they they don't break overall sockets yeah. people are like oh and, I, and i've been in fights i've been hit i've had noses broken i've, I've, I've been in fights so yeah probably, we've been yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and i've had ribs busted up yeah. <laughs> and uh but when you see when he comes off that shoulder check and gives him that knee, that knee I think is what got his yeah, over socket. Catch him with the knee. And I, but I, it's almost I, at that point that he's kind of like. See
0: Cowboy back away and like, and then and then uh, McGregor throws a kick which Cowboy blocks, but he's still like he blocks, but he just kinda, yeah he he, 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 you he staggers see, like, the, the side left. of his face was yeah he didn't want to get hit there. And, and then which, it
1: was just on his back and it was pretty much over after that.
0: Which that does tell you a little bit about McGregor. That says that he still has power he can he can land knees he can land whatever i don't think we learned a lot about connor right no, in that fight. Did. i think that cowboy uh uh i think that he stopped wanting to fight after that he
1: he'd, definitely yeah. you know and that and, and and i
0: think that joe rogan is is a hundred percent accurate in saying well because he got pummeled so so hard that's the reason i gave up Yes, we, we,
1: I, we yeah, agree with that. But the fact but is, I that have to is, agree with yeah. Stephen A that, yeah, it does look. Because when I watched it, I was like, did he just give up? didn't hear no commentary. Oh, yeah. But my first thought, as being the filthy casual, looked like he gave up. And I think that's what Stephen A was saying. Him being, I consider him a casual. Even though he's a twenties, thirty, 30, 40, 60 year veteran of, of commentary, yeah. he's not a pro. like... Rogan is in the MMA world because that's what that's where Rogan you know he's he studied it he's, he's he practices it he commentates that world yeah. he knows more and but coming from a casual like somebody who watches it it looked like he gave up well and
0: and, and, and even coming from somebody that has experience in fights, and you know what I'm at the risk I'm going to say this at the risk of of maybe actually getting our podcast heard someday, and maybe Joe Rogan actually hears this someday. I'm going to say this anyways. Get like, those two beaners on the Joe show. Rogan can't pretend <laughs> that he never made that statement about an MMA fighter. That he's never said, oh, that MMA fighter gave up. Uh, That's bullshit. I call uh, bullshit on that. Yeah, if sure. you want to try to sit there and criticize Stephen A. Smith for saying that that MMA fighter gave up and go, MMA fighters don't give up. Yeah, You're not allowed These to a blood spark, blah blah blah. And it, whoa, bullshit. time out, dude. Right, Let's on. rewind the tape because I'm sure that you've said that about plenty of MMA fighters. It looks like he just and gave up. I'm sorry, up. I'm getting really passionate right now, well, it but was passionate I love like... Joe Rogan. I I yeah. think he's an awesome. He does an awesome podcast. I think he's an awesome comedian. Yeah, it's a great comedian. You know what he's mean? Funny. But that being said. It's love him back in the day yeah, you're, you're going to jump all over Stephen A and say this when I know for a fact
1: that you that said that.
0: exactly and and you might have more merit to say that just because you are involved in MMA mm-hmm. so you might know a little better about when a guy actually does give up but you know that it has happened you can't, yeah, say, you can't that. say that no, that no MMA it. fighter has ever given up no. before yeah. you've seen I, boxers I agree give up yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you that it was uncharacteristic
1: of Cowboy Saron to give up that being said, I still think he gave up. I yeah, I yeah. it. I mean, he just and the reason the give up part is because it's so uncharacteristic. Using the word again because I don't have the sources. <laughs> is <laughs> is he the guy is such a warrior? He's been in bloody battles, and yeah. this and that's what we expected. Him moving up because he's not a true 170er. He was like Connor. They moved. He moved up as well. So that's that's I think that's one of the other reasons that like when you take on a, like a, a a mass vidal, you know like.
0: I didn't know that. I thought Cerrone was already. already
1: I think Cerrone moved up. I think they I think, had a
0: conversation. I though. think
1: Cerrone. I think Soron fights at 170, but he's not a true 170 year. Like I think he that because I remember that was something that uh, they were saying. Uh, Later on, I guess I, I, really I forgot, I forgot who it was. I, I think remember. Joe and one of the other guys were talking. They were talking about that, like you know, it's 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 going to be hard to see McGregor against like a Jorge Masvidal or uh, a Tony Ferguson. Those guys that are, that are like, that's their, that's where they that's almost like they're walking around weight, you know, when they cut down. That's where they sit at 170. Versus when when he cuts down, I forgot what his natural weight is, but you know he had to bulk up to come to that. For them, they're losing down to go to that, you know like you it's know. so they were saying that if Cowboy, I think at the end
0: of the day mcgregor's probably still cutting a little bit of weight to get, yeah. i mean like walking around weight is actually way more than, than what people he's you probably know, walking as, around as like as 185 180 yeah yeah but you know uh but he doesn't have to cut as much weight and then obviously you've got the uh the added factor that you could lose some speed.
1: Uh, lose some power. You got a
0: little bit more muscle, so you might lose a little bit of power in the fact that you're not as fluid. Yeah. And things like that, so your muscles are kind of bogging you down a little bit. Um, th- those are factors that affect if people some don't fighters. And if
1: people don't believe that, watch Andy Ruiz, Joshua 1. Oh, You don't yeah. believe that muscles are bogging you down? Uh,
0: Joshua was exponentially slower in the first fight. Yeah. And he was, I think, 11 or 12 pounds of muscle. Uh, heavier look like then, what a
1: superhero should look like, like if somebody like, like somebody drew him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the second fight when he came in, came in way slimmed. slimmed yeah, yeah,
0: lost some muscle in the process, but got a lot faster, a lot more fluid. Yeah, he was, was able moving to, around the ring a lot better. And Ruiz went in the opposite direction, unfortunately mm-hmm. for us. I, I wanted to see it, but that was a frustrating fight. I to think
1: watch. they got to go a third because that.
0: I want it so bad. The, that was a frustrating fight for me to watch because Joshua had game planned so well for the fight, and, yeah. and 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 he
1: stopped this dirty boxing, which I think was what.
0: helped well, in the first fight. Oh yeah, but you, you could even see it in that small of an aspect of the fight, whereas he was util, utilizing this overhooks
1: instead of the under. And, yeah.
0: yeah, and and Ruiz was punishing. The left side of his body with that right hand.
1: Yeah, you could Even see. Even in he, the
0: clinch, yeah, dirty boxing. He was like, why, why, why is this guy punching me? Like in and the then, first fight, he in the second fight, Joshua, and this is just one aspect of his game plan. Anytime they would Stop get tied that. up, he would underhook him. He'd kind of pick his way up off the ground a little bit. he was a fist, taller so, fighter. Yeah, because he was the taller fighter. Can't Ruiz get power. Is on his tippy toes, can't really get power into the punches. Plus, he's also trying to punch through. Uh, uh, Joshua's arm yeah, in the I underhood takes and, power and off he it. wasn't doing anything in the clinch in the second. And fight. That, so that made a that made a huge difference. that small little thing, you could tell that they had really done a lot of homework to come into this fight. That don't. being said, it was still a frustrating fight because one another aspect of their game plan that pissed me off was, you know, they found the perfect combination to beat
1: Ruiz. Don't fight. Don't yeah. Time up. It was like the yeah. Uh, just don't fight him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who, who who fought like that? It was like what's his name? Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins. Oh, it was what? like the Bernard Hopkins fights where he would jab, run a little bit, or jab, tie you up, jab, tie you up. <laughs> Even <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is guilty of this. Whether people say he's a dynamic boxer, he shit to me, but that's what how he would fight. But I mean, and it's and it they win, but it's it's frustrating because it's you don't get to see. To yeah, much, yeah, and people are like oh well that's part of it like.
0: I, I I get that. It's, it's an aspect I'm of it. I'm such a huge bo- fan of boxing that I get that. Yeah. And I respect it even. That being said, but I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah, it yeah. doesn't make for a good a, 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 enjoying
1: fight right. to me, you know. That's what that's what made the first one so stellar, you know, because it was their two styles make a fight, you know. Right. And they they, they <clears throat> took that aspect out of it. So, it, it, Joshua's
0: became, game plan took that
1: yeah, and it became it. the in, boring, the boring Hopkins style fights, you know. And and, and then
0: it, and then there was a lot of comments after the fight where it was, oh, he dominated Ruiz. He, he did. Yeah. Is, so I, I thought he got away from him pretty good. I think if Ruiz cuts a little bit of weight, I think if, if he
1: cuts, but keeps his fluidity.
0: Yeah, cuts at least the weight amount of weight that he gained for that last fight. Yeah. That gives him an, a, a, a huge advantage in cutting the ring off. Because yeah. when Joshua was, was running from him in this last fight, he couldn't even cut him off.
1: That first time he, yeah, was he couldn't handsome. even
0: get around. Yeah, well, the first time Joshua was still trying to move around, Joshua mm. was heavier and he was a little bit slower. Right. Ruiz was lighter and a little bit quicker, so he, he was, was able, able to cut, cut the him ring off. Yeah. In this one, it switched. He, yeah, he, all he did was chase him the whole time. That's the last thing he yeah. you want to do against you... a strategist like Joshua. Because when he does catch you, he's he's it's probably going to hurt you. Which and he's going to and he's going
1: to he's going to have He's going he's going to jab, run, jab, tie, and you being the chaser in the judge's eyes, you 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 don't you don't look like the aggressor. You look like you're you just chasing him. You look like you're just yeah, like you're just, you're just, just
0: chasing sloppy, him, sloppy sloppily chasing, you know, Rocky chasing a chicken around. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like this guy. Oh man, look how good this guy is! Such a boxer. He's able to just pat, pat, get out. And make this guy look like you know, and he's like, if he stops, you don't chasing... have to
0: be the faster fighter to catch him. Oh, no, you just have to at least be fast enough to cut him off. You got to understand when you're talking about boxing, and this is when it comes down to boxing fundamentals when you're standing in the middle of the ring, you have less distance to cover than the guy who's running, yeah, to in order to cut him off. So, you just you, you just don't side, have side. to be quicker than him to cut him off. You just, you just have to be.
1: You got to know your ring placement. Where, where to move exactly, if and move you have side, to be quick angles. enough
0: to get into
1: that spot. Let me get to this angle because he's moving to the right. If I cut this angle, I'm catching him right here in this corner. And yeah. boom, boom. You and know, if
0: you gain 14 pounds or whatever it was that Ruiz gained, gained <sighs> coming in. That's going to slow your foot movement down. Oh, yeah. You've already, you're already standing on shorter legs than, than, than really Joshua is. Your, so you're, your distance. yeah, so you can't cover as much distance with your steps. And so you already added a disadvantage. Don't add weight. Don't add the factor of weight to that. And yeah. I think you just listened to too many of these guys that were saying, oh, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Keep on doing what you're doing. Don't accentuate it to the yeah. point where you come in like sloppy. You
1: know? Yeah. You know, you, you but, were a big guy, but keep that. But you, at the same time, him being the big guy, he was still in better shape than in the second fight. Yeah. He, was, he said he only had that... He had just come off a fight. Right. Uh, I forgot who it was he had won. I think it was the Russian guy. No,
0: Dimitri... Oh, whatever Dimitri yeah, um, he had beat him. He was taller
1: too, yeah. yeah, and he had beaten that guy. So he was still semi in shape. And he didn't know what to... I mean, you don't know what to expect, but you know what to expect at the same time. You're like, I, mean, I know this Josh he's a world champion. So you're like, oh, shit. So I, I've seen his fights. I've seen what he's done. And he trained his, he, you know, he trained his ass off. But then once, I think he's kind of doing what we were saying, what football coaches who win the game do the first season. Oh, is, yeah. I already won this fight. I'm going to do what I'm going to keep doing. And I'm going to keep this. I was, you know what? If I get a little bigger, I got more power. I'm going to knock him out sooner. But then you see, but when I, as soon as I saw Way, and I was like, shit, Joshua doesn't look big and bulky. He looked slim and fast. And I was like, this is gonna I mean, be. You bad. almost
0: knew his game plan as soon yeah. as you saw his
1: physique. I was like, yeah. I saw. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna be moving fast. He's gonna be moving away. He's. Even, I was like, he's either gonna run or he's gonna tie him up and move. His mm-hmm. he's, he's, his game plan is to keep away from those faster hands, and I don't even want to say he that Ruiz was stronger, but Ruiz had power. Yeah. Joshua might have the stronger punches. It's hard to tell because Ruiz's punches took him out of it versus. Joshua had some clean shots that set him down, but then after that it didn't. They didn't seem to hurt him anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's it was one of those. He's he slimmed down so he can be
0: faster. Well, Joshua completely. I mean, there were so many aspects of that fight that he completely changed. He stopped yeah. throwing combinations. He wouldn't engage Ruiz. He was t- terrified of getting counterpunched. And mm-hmm. you know, so he was throwing, throwing one punch, backing away. Throwing one punch when he did get cut off, he would underhook him. He would, he would tie him up and and he would use a, a brilliant strategy in that title too. So he, I mean, really, it he came changed down to it games up. Games
1: he knew, yeah, bad. he knew. I lost the fight. I changed it up. Whereas you could see Ruiz's corner was like, just do the same thing, baby. You want it, just do the same thing. Well, I don't think he, they did. I think that a lot of I, I think a lot of it was
0: Ruiz's
1: own. And, and
0: I think Ruiz would agree with us on this, which we are huge Ruiz fans, and we hope to see him. Yeah, I move think he forward was his so career impressive. so I you know take this criticism as as something that I think Andrew Ruiz already criticizes himself about I think Ruiz was a little bit cocky and said mm-hmm. I got this this guy That's I'm cool already in this guy's head I, you know I've got this and I think Joshua and, and I think Ruiz's corner I think the fans kind of trying, trying to yeah was kind of trying to tone him down a little bit and just say look man this is still a, a still a, a, a box championship box fight that you're going into so let's let's just tone it down and and i think Ruiz learned his lesson from it and i think he's gonna grow and and I, be a, I, I, all the better boxer for it and i look forward to his fights if
1: he if he truly is the champion that he is he he's gonna grow and he's gonna get better Absolutely. and i think he is you I'm know sure. i mean at the same time joshua is no slouch himself. you know he, he's in the he's the same way i, I mean we he already showed by taking that loss and I he felt- wasn't he I think he took that loss with the mo- utmost dignity of taking a loss. Yeah. He didn't whine. He didn't bitch. He congratulated him. He said he was happy for him. I was like, you know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big uh, Joshua fan, but I became a fan. I actually like started following him on Snapchat because I was like, man, this guy, he was, humble. He handled he's it humbled. well. Yeah. He
0: handled like a professional, came back from it
1: and did his job. And did what him, he was supposed to do. You know? And, you know, cause I always, I, all I'd heard was, was the, uh, the trash talking about him, you know, Wilder and Fury talking about, oh, he ain't nothing, he can't do this and that. So I was just like, that's the only aspect I knew of him. I was like, I can't judge him off that. But when I watched the fight and saw that, I was like, all right, this guy is... I
0: think he actually, yeah, he may stand a chance against Wilder. But before this, I I honestly, if you asked me, I would, yeah, before this, I honestly would have told you,
1: Joshua doesn't stand a chance against Wilder or Fury. Yeah, I still don't think he's... I I still don't think he'll beat Fury just because Fury is such a tacticianer. And I... They got that fight coming up soon. I really hope that Fury does what he keeps doing because he had a great game plan. He kind of got screwed. You know, Wilder, he's got that haymaker and he seems to just... I I want Wilder to grow and be a better boxer because he's got that haymaker. But to (laughs) see him box and then have that haymaker could be amazing yeah you know, he, could, he could go he could have the longevity because of that yeah you know i mean but i think because if he becomes the one trick pony with the just the haymaker unfortunately he, he's, he, there's people that are always better than you he's gonna have somebody who does the same thing younger faster stronger and you're gonna be out you're gonna, you're gonna be out of your feet so man it's whew. yeah a lot I'm, of good stuff coming up i can't wait for that
0: fight I, and we're going to have to get on these podcasts a little bit more before you leave, too. And then, yeah, and then we got to figure out a way to keep doing them after you But, I, but yeah. anyways, uh, thanks, everybody. We appreciate everybody out there who's listening, all 10 of you. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll hopefully be able to ten. get on a little bit more and, and uh, get a few more listeners. And, you know, we're not trying to do this to become famous. We just, this is fun for us. So.
1: Yeah, we love talking sports. Yeah. And we're like, man, we're always sitting there. We'll have conversations. Like We should just put on a podcast and so, see yeah. if people want to Debate with us or agree with us and debate, you know. So, yeah, and you know, if Joe Rogan, if you hear this and want to bring on, bring us on, you know, the Dos pistolettos the two beans, yeah, we'll get on there and, and get destroyed by yeah. you, hopefully. <laughs> we'll bring the tacos. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank over. you guys. Yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, have a good one. But when I, when I eat, I can't. Off.